Recording in progress. Welcome to the Seattle Sports Union podcast. Tonight, I am your special host, the Soul Man, Brian Solak. It's nice to be back in the booth here. It's been a few weeks since we've all had the band together. So I just want to welcome back Abraham DeWeese and that dirty duck matthew page and we got special guests tonight we got socal rob english and rich michelson that whatever abe calls him (laughs) the ram he's from he's from ingram high school he's the ram his acronym his initials are richard a michelson it's as if you haven't been a friend of this guy as long as i have (laughs) anyways guys welcome how's it how you guys all doing didn't get good Good. adequate yeah (laughs) <laughs> watch a little march madness today kentucky seed number two went down to st peter's that was pretty cool to watch gonzaga won i don't know did you guys watch any or no uh i heard st peter's won as well as st paul and st mary <laughs> what about st patrick <laughs> he's, oh. a, he's a big winner tonight yeah um, i was gonna say abe do you do you need to go do a few hail marys with the the trend that's going on the trend that's going on you yeah, mean the catholic the saints, church for the last the two for the winning. last two thousand years rich that that, that a trend, trend? <laughs> i mean has it been going on long enough we can call it a trend now <laughs> anyways let's 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 we got a lot to talk about it's been a, few, a long time so let's, let's head right into it russell wilson was traded last week to the, the denver broncos who uh, who wants to start? I mean, I, I was shocked. To decide. I thought it would be at least another year till that happened. Who wants to start? Let's hear how I'll, you guys I'll, feel. I'll, I'll start. Uh, I So I'm officially um, a Denver Bronco fan now. I have uh, a of the Seattle Seahawks. And um, I want to see team. a receipt of your Russell Wilson Denver Broncos jersey. <laughs> I, want a, I want authenticated, notarized proof. No, no, I'm kidding, of course. No, you know what? I, it, you know. The initial shock, it took about at least at least 48 hours to wear off for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I guess you guys have heard me say many times over that it's just it's just fodder. They have to have something to talk about from February to August to fill up the airways because the NFL Network never goes off the air. They've got to have something to talk about. I would not have guessed this is going to happen if you gave me 100 guesses. So um, but as it would seem, uh, I would have been wrong. So, um, yeah, I, I, after, after calming myself down, even, even so much so far as my, the, the wife and kids, when this happened, Jessica knew that I was going to be in a bad way. And so she went to go pick up the kids from, from school, from daycare. And when they came in the house, she had them all set up to just come in and just lay it on me, all three of them. Like, oh my gosh, daddy, are you okay? Do you need something, daddy? Can I, like, just, just just pouring it on me, just knowing that there was gonna, it was going to get on my nerves. I don't want to talk about it. And then he's like, my, my, my youngest, daddy, it's okay. Maybe Russell will come back. And so I'm like, no, he's not going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I almost got angry. Yeah, they, they, they gave me the business on it. But um, like I said, a- after the, the shock wore off, you know, you sit back and you look at it. Well, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of the only thing to do. I saw you on social media. Lots of those Seahawks groups, you were fighting back for your boy, Russell Wilson. Am I wrong? I was, I was doing a lot of fighting. I, 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 I've done a lot of fighting. I the people who say that we should get rid of Russell. I'm like, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. And now that he's gone, I'm like, listen, you know, this, these, you know, the, it, it is what it is. And it, and it was time the guy, the guy has value now. And if we're ever going to rebuild this team and to, to get us back to where we want to be, you know, you gotta, you, you've gotta, you've gotta, you know, trim the fat a little bit someplace. So, so it's, it's, it's rough. The Russell trade and obviously the other trade I'm sure we'll get into, or the other release, the other move we'll get into, but um, yeah, I I'm over it now and I feel good about it more or less. Ah, then now that's my cue because <laughs> like, like a child who watched the 19, 19- 86 transformer movie and watched Optimus prime die right in front of their face. Like a power ranger fan who's in trouble. I'm here to burst your bubble. Rob English. Ooh. I told Ooh. you one year ago, Russell Wilson did not want to be here. And that 
has been proven correct. I, I, I take some schadenfreude in this conversation because I get to say right here, right now, I was right and you were wrong. Well, let, let's, 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 let's extrapolate on that a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, was I really wrong? Did, did Russell really want out of Seattle or did Russell just want a different situation, a better situation that he wasn't getting in Seattle? I think if the situation would have, if Seattle would have given him what he thinks at least that he needs or wanted, he would have been just fine. He would have been just fine here. So is it really just, I mean, I don't think it was a beef with the, with the front office or anything like that. He just wanted a situation that he thought he would be better in. So, I mean, it, it, that situation could have been had in Seattle had, you know, the Seattle front office, you know, been uh, keen on giving it to him. Wouldn't you say, or no, you think he just wanted out of the franchise. He wanted out of the franchise because of what you're saying. They said he checked out too. That's what they're saying all over the news. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. I think I think he was unhappy because he has Hall of Fame aspirations and he thinks he's a real, you know, a gunslinger quarterback and and he's not playing in the high flying, high passing offenses he's seeing around the league. He's playing in a rushing league. And really Pete Carroll needed to go or he needed to go. And in the end, Pete wasn't gonna go. So that was it. I suppose you're right. You guys are right. Abe, uh, you know, hats off to you, sir. <laughs> I know that was hard to say. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will. I can admit when I've been when I've been defeated as hard as it is and t- <laughs> 10 times harder than it's you, Abraham Dewey. So, um, you know what? But, uh, you know, good. On, good on you, sir. Good on you. This is a disaster, though. Like, I'm happy that you're wrong, but I'm also sad. That this right. is a disaster. It's bittersweet, right? <laughs> well, I'm what are we, we going to do? I mean, I, I can't, guys, guys, I cannot tell you how pleased I am with the results of this this move. Huh? Tell us why. I am not happy about losing a Hall of Fame quarterback, but okay. if you saw how happy he and his family were in those photos that the, that the Broncos posted, right? <clears throat> He hasn't smiled like that here in Seattle for five or six years. Okay. He is genuinely happy to be out of Seattle. You cannot have a player like that on your roster. It will be a cancer that will eat away at the core of the team. We've seen this before with an equivalent superstar in Seattle, Ken Griffey Jr., We didn't think he was getting the adulation. He didn't think he was the center of the universe like he thought he should be. And he wanted to go back to Cincinnati. And obviously that was not a great, a great outcome. Hey, where he's still the sixth highest paid Cincinnati Red. This is indeed the sixth highest paid Cincinnati Red. He hasn't played in how many years? He's been retired for 10. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but the we got a king's ransom for Russell Wilson. I don't think that there's been a trade anywhere close to this since the Herschel Walker trade. And it might be more than what um, the Cowboys got for Herschel Walker back in 1989. I, I really don't remember. I was too young. Um, but if you, if you, you guys have heard me bang this drum over and over that you need future Hall of Famers on your roster to win Super Bowls, to be competitive. And with the release of Bobby Wagner, which I know we'll get into, and the trade of Russell Wilson, we have exactly zero. Well, maybe one. Who's your one? DK Metcalf, maybe? No. 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 Okay, I I thought you were trying to get me hyped here. You haven't told me anything, Rich. I was 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 thinking our punter. I was thinking Dixon, but okay. Okay, but I mean, like, maybe we have one. We don't know. Like, there's no one that is, oh, they are on a Hall of Fame trajectory. So then why are you excited about this? Like, you're telling us exactly what I think it is. It's a calamity. It's not a calamity. We got a king's ransom of draft picks and compensation for Russell Wilson. That's that's a win. This This is like draft. This team cannot draft. They'll spend it on, you know. That is a big concern. Freaking running backs. We use the capital correctly. Well, hold on. Th- this team has drafted well in the past. They have what? in the past. Yep. Wait, 
when? Ten years ago. During the homegrown oh. era? No, like at the beginning of the Carol era. <clears throat> okay, they're still writing on that. Yeah, ten years from, ago. From I, I, I ten understand. years ago. Okay. The so, twenty twelve draft, you can't you can't coast on that anymore. I'm sorry. I won't accept that. But it wasn't just the twenty twelve draft. Sure it was. Sure it was. Do I have to run you through some of the some of the first round picks we've made? I mean, we oh. were just discussing pre-show about one of them that that Rob loves, and that never never really developed until all of a sudden the last like four games this last season, <laughs> we had a we we wasted our first round pick on a lineman that everyone hated and was giving away if we were running or or a passing for an entire season, and our great coaches never even noticed. We, we, you know, I mean, there was a, the uh, the guy who got in the ATV accident or like whatever. McDowell. Yeah, McDowell. There was, uh, you know, I mean, we James, can go down the list. James Carpenter, there, not even the best. James Carpenter was even a starter on anyone. He, dude, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the list of failures is very, 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 very long. I understand that. <laughs> Our percentage <laughs> of success rate in the draft is far lower than it should be. I team. also understand that, but we could have also waited two years too long and gotten Nothing. like a first rounder and a seventh rounder or something ridiculous. Right. Well, I no, mean, he like you would have been franchise quarterback. So we would have got nothing because he would have ran us out of franchise tags. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, mm. there's, there's all sorts of ways this could have played out. This is, selling as high as we possibly could on Russell Wilson. Um, once it became apparent, he did not want to be in Seattle any longer. And, that, and you said that is actually good management. Now, whether or not we can use the resources we got from that, I don't know. We'll see. Matt has a really good point, sadly, about the draft picks. But you got to have faith, guys. Um, well, you got to have draft picks to be able to screw them up. So, I mean, like... Let's do something right here, guys. They maximized the value of the trade. True. But wait, wait, wait. Here, here's my issue with the argument about Seattle not drafting well. Like, there's 32 teams in the league that all have more or less average to below average drafts every single year. How, how often do teams hit home runs in the draft? Not every year. Sometimes no teams hit home runs in the draft. Like we hit a home run in, in, in 2012 when we ended up with Russell and Bob, who did we get? Russell, Bobby, Wagner, and, um, Turbin. No, Turbin was the following year. No, Turbin was that yeah. year. Turbin was that Earl year. Earl Thomas was the following year, right? Like the, 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 the situation, I think so. The, the situation that Turner we ended up with in per, with personnel wise in Seattle, that never happens. That never happens. No, not, not every team hits a home run in the draft every year. Like that's why I have a problem with people saying, Oh, the team Pete and, and Pete and uh, John Snyder got to go because they, they don't know how to draft. Yada, 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 yada. Like, no, dude, it's not going to happen every year. It might only happen once, maybe twice a decade. So I have no issue with the fact that we haven't hit any more home runs since Russell, since the Russell Wilson trade. No, the, excuse me, the Russell Wilson draft. But, we, but we're not, not looking that. necessarily it, for home runs. We're looking for if in the first round you pick a guy who is going to be a starter, a guy who's going to be a reliable contributor to your team. And we haven't done. We've missed on those. We we've drafted guys who are reaches or just absolute messes on the field and and so has everybody else is my point not consistently not on the consistent level that we do that's the thing we're doing it on a higher level than everyone else i understand i agree with you there are teams that have you have a bad year in your draft but but we've just consistently for the last like eight years completely screwed ourselves in the draft this happens and this is what i gotta i gotta go on that because like rob what happens is you, you end up making reaches on you know, trades like uh, Adams, you know, Jamal mm. Adams, yeah. because you didn't, oh God, yeah. you didn't get role players and you didn't hit. There's only one guy on this team from 2018 draft. Like yeah. that's unacceptable. You got to have like two or three guys per draft. I don't even care where they're, you know, uh, where they are. Like you got to have guys that can contribute somehow. We don't. I, I feel like, I feel like every year, Teams draft players that only contribute in some form or fashion to their team for a couple of years, and then they're mm-hmm. and then they become journeymen like most other players. Mm-hmm. That 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 that's 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 what I that's what I feel. And then and every once in a while you get somebody who stays for the bulk of their career, and every once in a while you get somebody who ends up being a superstar. 
But for the most part, players bounce around. They get drafted and 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 they're and they're and they're lauded highly out of out of college, and then they end up getting to the league and they end up being average players. You know, for a couple of years. I mean, look look at Jadavion Clowney out of college. He was supposed to be the be- the best thing ever, but it wasn't very long after he was the best thing ever that like he was just a regular defensive end, and he started bouncing around the league. You know, like you know, and now granted, he did get hurt at at some point, but he wasn't the guy that he wasn't the super freak that he was supposed to be coming out of college. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it, it, that that happened. That that's that that's how drafts go. I, I don't I don't feel like Pete and Pete and John. Now, did we reach a couple of times? Certainly, the Jamal Adams thing. Maybe that might materialize at some point. Maybe we just got to get a, a a different um um philosophy going on the defensive side of the ball. Who knows? But. I just don't buy into the to the narrative that we just don't know how to. I mean, after building a super team out of out of what people thought were misfits, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to say those very same people who did that all of a sudden now don't know what they're doing anymore. I'm not buying that. It's not Any- a matter of the, it's not a matter of we're expecting home runs. We're expecting in the first round you take a guy you take the best value or or best fit for your team and you get reliable con- contributors. We've gotten guys like L.J. Collier. Or uh, who's been worthless? We've got Rashad Penny, who's been hurt ninety nine percent of the time. We've got, I mean, it, the, the list just keeps going down the line. The first round pick should be the slam dunk dude that's going to contribute. Maybe he's not a superstar, but he's going to be a regular starter for the five years of his contract. You're going to be happy with him, and he's going to, and you're going to be good. And it should be rare that you miss on that first pick. Later in the late rounds, I understand it's a crapshoot on some of these guys. I'm not asking for home runs. I'm asking for competent drafting role players. Yeah. Well, well c- come on guys. Like you guys are, I, I will say this, that I, I don't know why the, the Seahawks were so much better drafting early in the, in the Carroll era, but we built the entire Legion of boom in the first two years of the Carroll era. I can tell you exactly why, why? They, they were, they were drafting players that nobody else was drafting. Uh, and nowadays, Earl Thomas. Nowadays, Earl Thomas Thomas was first round draft pick. He was number 10 overall. Take, put him out, put him out of the picture. I'm talking about your Baldwin's. I'm talking about your, uh, Sherman. Sherman was a late. Nobody was drafting anybody. Cam Chancellor was a second round pick. Yeah. Because he he, he was was dimensions that other people weren't looking for. Yeah. He was too slow to be a safety and that's why nobody drafted him. Um, but he was, I mean, like, it was a moneyball type situation. Round. That's it exactly what like it was, Matt. It, it was it was moneyball. It was it was we found uh we we found, you know, a uh a glitch in the matrix and went after it. Now everybody else is doing that. Everybody else is getting the six foot three cornerbacks. We don't even get a chance at them anymore. And we haven't adjusted our strategy at all. At all. We're still running the same defense. No, we're start, not trying to find basically we the same man players. to man for like the last three or four years. We're running, not playing we're the four running. three under anymore. It's no. it's 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 the same. It's the same type of players, is what I mean. He's still looking oh. for those same players. Okay, and it's there's no longer a market efficiency there for him. Any let's let's move on. Who, who, who we got? You mentioned we got a nice haul. We got the bunch of draft picks. We got tight end Noah Fant, who personally I think is a first round pick. And an up and coming player, we got Shelby Harris, a pass rusher, who's in for fifty one percent of the snaps last year for for Denver. We got Drew Locke, a backup quarterback. What are your thoughts? Uh, Noah Fant uh, was a first rounder. Is by the way. a first round pick? Yes. Yeah, uh, that is. But true. I'm saying that, that's he a great acquisition. He can't block? No, not necessarily. He can't block. Uh, and he's a, he's a receiving until tight we get end. until yeah. we get a quarterback who likes to throw to tight ends and can consistently do it. Um, it's it's. It's an, it's a whatever for me because he can't block is the exact reason why we gave Will Disley way too much money. Yep. Well, if you actually speaking on Disley, you know, the initial reaction was three years, 24 million. What the hell are we doing with our money? The details came out and it's, it's a 9 million signing bonus, but he only gets paid like a million next year. And then oh, he only man. gets paid about five million the following year, so we can, so we can cut him and and walk away after a year or something like that, and it's not bad. But the initial reaction is that eight years, twenty four million. What are we paying a blocking tight end who's a backup for that? I mean, don't get me wrong, Will Disley, <laughs> great blocking tight end. I like him when he's healthy. He's great. 
but you don't pay a blocking tight end that much money. I don't know. I think Disley can actually be good for us. When, when he's been healthy, I mean, he's been timely and clutch when his number was called. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, so, I yeah, I, so I, I don't know if I would even necessarily, I know he was, he was, because uh, Disley came out of Washington, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. So, so yeah, and I know he, he's a, you know, he's, he's a great blocking tight end. But I think Disley might be people might be sleeping on Will Disley as far as his ability as a vertical as a vertical threat. Um, and I, I don't know. I think they they probably see something in Will Disley. I like Disley. I thought he was under the radar. He, I mean, you know, he he found he was finding uh, holes in the zones. Now that he was catching the football, um, you know, if we hadn't if he hadn't gotten hurt. He, there might have been a, a different result um, on that. What was it? Not this past year, but the year before. Um, you know, when he got when he got hurt. I think I think Disley could have. I think this is going to be a great um, uh, a, not addition, but a great asset to this team, uh, assuming he can stay healthy. For the record, you want to talk about drafts? He was drafted in the fourth round by the Seahawks when he was projected to be a a, a day three seventh rounder by pretty much everyone else in the league. So that's a bit of a reach. I'm just saying. <clears throat> okay. Um, I want to talk about Drew Locke a little bit. He, I, obviously, he's an average to below average quarterback, but what if we spend some money on an offensive line? Do you think he can get the ball to these tight ends that Abe was talking about just you know, for the next couple of years until we get a good quarterback? I, I mean, I'm going to jump in here. Like, If you have an offensive line that can keep the quarterback shirt clean, you can take a below average or a bad NFL quarterback and take them to a Super Bowl. It's been done a number of times. I would even say it was done in uh, 20. Okay. He wasn't a bad quarterback, but in 2013, Russell Wilson was not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a good quarterback. He was not a great quarterback. And basically the offensive line kept his shirt clean long enough for him to throw the ball down the field. Well, and Lynch took a load. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, obviously carried carried that team, and the defense carried that team. So, um, however, I, I, I'll say that I don't know that our offensive line at pass blocking was necessarily all that great. I think we had great, we had pretty good, relatively speaking, pass blocking numbers because Russell Wilson was the Russell Wilson who he was back then, who he's not today. But Russell Wilson made magic behind the pocket because of his his escapability and his you know his just physical ability in the pocket i i think if you were a more standard orthodox pocket quarterback uh i don't know that the, that the offensive line would have been lauded as much as it has as it was it was a great run blocking offensive line but i don't know about his pass blocking ability um, no, you know, actually i'll agree with uh, that actually no that because that offensive line had uh russell okung and okung has a very high score on bff uh for pass blocking uh was Glowinski? Was Mark Glowinski on that team? I think, yeah, I think so. He's a very. Did we have like Giacomo something or other at right tackle? Yeah, Giacomini. Giacomini. Yeah, yeah. Um, or something like that. I mean, like, I'm not saying that they were like the as well, really hang on, as good hang on, as hang on. like. And I want to finish up because I need Matt to get his uh, praise. Uh, Unger was on the team as a center, and mm. and so there were actual good pass blocking people on that team, um, and that's to your point, Rich, where. Yeah, you can. I, I disagree with your main point that Russell Wilson wasn't special. He was special, um, but um, oh. but I, if I go to a different paradigm, if I go to somebody, some team like uh, the Ravens, when you know all they had was uh, uh, Flacco, right? Um, <laughs> and you know, but they had a strong running game and a super strong defense, and it was good enough to win championships. Two of them, right? Yeah. yeah, they did. They were with two fun. different with two different with, uh, really Dilfer. adequate quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah two average quarterbacks, two different average. Yeah, yeah, right. Dilfer, right? Yeah, Dilfer. And yeah, Dilfer. Dilfer the so, first time. do we think? Do we think uh, Drew Locke is is going to be the starter? Is Drew Locke our our Trent Dilfer or uh, Joe Flacco? <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's not a Flacco. <laughs> Flacco at least had an arm. Flacco had an arm and 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 was a veteran by the time he went to the Super Bowl. Dilfer was a like a 10-year veteran at that point, had been on a bunch of bad teams, was a professional mercenary, basically, at quarterback. Um, I don't know anything about this kid, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying is that if we invest that money in an offensive line, 
who who it is at quarterback doesn't necessarily have to be a home run. We can get a solid double in the gap, as it were, at quarterback with a really good offensive line um, and maybe some great running from Rashad Penny and maybe somebody else as well. Well, I think um, I think what we saw last year, I know we lost the games, but when we had when we put Geno in that offense, Geno Smith, we saw the offense running the way it's supposed to run. We saw a quarterback actually taking the short passes and taking the short routes and throwing to him and not running around and running around and trying to make, you know, the, the 40 yard bombs that are low percentage plays happen. And it kind of worked. I mean, we, you know, yeah, he, he, you know, we didn't win those games, but we looked a lot healthier in offense. I mean, we looked like we actually had an offense again. And so They've mentioned that Gino might come back. I don't think they've gotten it all figured out yet. Uh, you know, maybe we wind up with Gino and, and Drew in, in the uh, in training camp and best man wins. Uh, does that make me excited about the season? Not particularly. <laughs> but yeah. I think I think if we improve everywhere else, you can get by with a league average quarterback and make it work. I think we need a lot though. We need we need a whole offensive line. We need we need some reliability and non-injuries in the running back core and going to need a lot of help on defense. I think I think somebody has to say it, and I don't want to be the one to say it. And I was hoping someone would say it before me, but we have to go ahead and just prepare ourselves for a, a Jim Mora, you know, level, uh, Jim Mora era, Jim Mora type era in Seahawk football again. Uh, this is, this is, it, this is not good. We can, we can sit here and, and, and pontificate on, on all the possibilities and what may be who this, why that, who, no, it's, it, we are going to be a probably below average team this coming season. And unless something turns on a dime real quick, um, I think we might be in that rebuilding phase and you've never heard me talk like this. No, nope. you guys have never heard me talk like this, you know, so I, I, I think we might be on that at the very least three year plan before we can really honestly and confidently say that this team is ready to go on a run. Well, I, I need to point out also uh, they're a little off topic here, but looking across our division earlier today, there was a rather large signing, which surprised me because the Rams, I thought, were heading into salary cap hell. And it turns out they're not because they just signed the best wide receiver for their already insanely good receiver core. They signed the best receiver on the market. Al, uh, what, Allen Robinson? Yeah. Well, they're so gonna the be- Rams are going to win the division. I think. Yeah, because they're not going to have Odell Beckham anymore, right? So- oh, actually, no, because Von Miller left and because this guy, apparently there's still enough money to left to sign OBJ, too. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So wow. there might be another year before they enter salary cap hell. And so honestly, with the amount of rebuilding we have to do, I don't think we can, I mean, even in a best case scenario on the draft and everything, I don't think we can can't compete with the Rams for the, for the division. So we're looking at a wild card slot. And then you've got the Cardinals who are good, but have a terrible coach who's handicapping them. And you've got <laughs> the Niners who might be taking a step back with a younger quarterback, but we'll still have a really talented, you know, Every, everywhere else on the field. So, you know, playoffs is not quite reasonable, I think, in, in order to think this year, unless we really surprise people and make a crazy move in the next week. In, any one of our division rivals is going to come into come into Seattle and beat us. Um, and that's a problem. Like, you know, I mean, when, when, when you, if you lose in division games at home, that, that you're, you're, you know you're not on a good you're So if we're going to lose the division already, I mean, yeah, just go all in on the rebuild. I mean, it might as well for at least, you know, right off the season and, and don't necessarily tank, but, you know, go um, young and embrace the rebuild because it'll help you longer term. A question for you guys. I'm just seeing this just today. I didn't, I, I hadn't checked NFL headlines, but uh, Baker Mayfield apparently is uh, available. And there was a rumor going around this afternoon that, uh, the Browns might be willing to trade him to us for a third rounder, which I would do in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Oh, I'd wow. I would totally take Baker. Yep. 
he can run <laughs> Pate's offense. You know, he's not going to be that. I mean, he'll be a little, a little bit, little bit better than a league average quarterback. He can hand the ball off. He can make the short throws. We've got all the talent around him. Get him like offensive, improve the offensive line. Get him, and there you go. I would have loved Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I know, I know. I know not everybody on the, in, the, in the room feels the same way, but I would have loved Deshaun Watson. I would be rooting against the Seahawks in that situation. I, I would have loved Deshaun Watson, the player. I would have liked to leave Deshaun Watson, the human, human piece of scum, yeah. um, back in Houston. He wasn't criminally charged, but there is a pattern of behavior there. It's not yep. just like one person came out. It's 22 reports. Yeah. That's a pattern of behavior. That's not a, just a one-time thing. So anyway, Deshaun Watson, the player, would have been misunderstandings. Fun. Misunderstandings, Matt. 22 misunderstandings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, only 22 <laughs> misunderstandings. Sorry. Allegedly. Sorry. Uh, allegedly. No, Everything no, allegedly. I, so what's the... I don't have it in front of me. What's the contract on Baker Mayfield? Uh, I think he's owed like 17 or 18 million this year. It's because his final year of his contract. That's not bad. Oh, he's in a contract year. Oh, he's yeah, in his okay. fifth year. It'll be this fifth. This will be his fifth year. Sure. I mean, you know, maybe he's hungry for a new contract. That might, that might be useful. I, I just, I just kind of wonder, you know, when you have a team, you guys are aware who the highest paid Seahawk is, right? Now? Yeah. Lockett? Puna Ford. Really? Lockett. Yeah. I think Lockett's. Who? Right. How much is he making? <laughs> About the same as Lockett. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's money. I mean, there's money. Lockett like actually gets on the field and has his name. Wait. That how in. much does Lockett make? How much does he make? Ten million Ford. somewhere there. Uh, Puna Ford is like ten million and one dollar or something. To oh, okay. Because the new <laughs> our, our new our new defensive end is ten million. Oh, is that uh, the guy from uh, the Ram or Chargers? Chargers. Chargers. You also, Rob, you're down yeah. from that area. Do you know anything about this guy? You're you know, also. I, I, I don't. I don't know anything about this guy. I saw that and I was He's like, awesome. Oh, I'm going to need to look into him because I, I don't I don't have any information on this guy. I'm hoping that he's a uh, a diamond in the rough or or just a great player that I just haven't heard of somehow. But um, yeah, I, I have I got nothing for you. He's a great he's a great player who has been lost in the in the shuffle there in, the, in a in a really ch- really good um chargers uh defensive line and he was a casualty because they went and got kill mac so they couldn't afford him to keep him the chargers look tough on defense with their recent moves yeah so mm-hmm. uh no i'm i'm excited about the nuosu edition that that's that's a good pickup good good to hear we got to talk about bobby wagner linebacker getting cut last week i mean future hall of famer what who wants to start i was a little pissed but who's who wants to start I think it was a similar situation with Russell. I mean, we just, you know, I I don't know. I kind of wonder what, why we couldn't, I mean, maybe someone has, who has better knowledge than I, than than I, why we couldn't work a trade in there. Um, But we just released him. Um, I'm not sure why it had to go down like that. Um, But again, you know, Bobby Wagner, he would have been the highest player on the team until we let him go. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you can't, so you can't I mean, tra- you know, if, if and that's what kind of gives off the impression that we're really going into this rebuild, you know, to start yeah. from all but scratch and and you know and and do it again. And I know that you know one time isn't enough. There, you can't really say that you know one one uh, occurrence is enough to say you know there's a you know uh, a precedence or whatever. But the one time they did it, it was historic. I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, you know, this, this, this Pete and John uh, front office can do it, it, can do it again. They've got, I've got my faith in them. So you can't keep Bobby Wagner because he's $19 million. And yeah. like all of us seem to come to a consensus about this is a lost year unless something, mad, yeah. you know, strange happens. Um, so spending 19 million on a guy uh, when you could like get two players. Uh, yeah, well, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't like, Approach him and go, hey, do you want to rework your contract? We can't. Yeah, there was a you. good article about uh, that in the Seattle Times. Okay. Um, yeah, and they called out uh, Snyder and Pete for blowing. Apparently, it. yeah. Apparently, they didn't approach him. Apparently, he found out like secondhand or something. Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, look, like that a bunch of hot garbage. I mean, I'll I'll say this about Bobby Wagner. I whether or not he was wanting out of Seattle or not, nobody knows. Do you know why nobody knows? Because he wasn't um, 
a smooth and smarmy guy like Russell Wilson, who always liked to leak things to the press through his agent. Nobody knows if Bobby Wagner was happy or unhappy in Seattle because he was a consummate professional. And his way that he signed off um, to the, the Seattle fans as he left, you know, on, on social media um, was, was top notch, was high class. And um, it was not the, you know, it, it was, it was, it was stupid of the Seahawks not to he approach him. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was way really better. Did. Well, wait a minute. What's more insulting? What's more insulting getting cut and letting you go find something or being asked to take a pay cut? Um, being cut and you find out on from the media that you're being cut. I think they should have approached him and said, look, here's the reality of the situation. And we want we want your input. And these are the options we might take. Um, you know, so if you're not willing to move, uh, renegotiate, this is the reality of the team we're in. It's a business. We, we really don't want to see you go, but we'll have to cut you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm at a- least then he's at least he's he's involved. He's been, you know, they've, they've discussed it with him to his face. He understands the reality of the situation. It's a professional thing to do. I wonder this. Uh, 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 an organization like the Seattle Seahawks that really has done its share of proving to the world that they are a stand-up franchise. A fran- I mean, I, I, I've never known the Seattle Seahawks to be a franchise that does things underhanded or shysty. So I wonder if this situation with Wagner is maybe not, maybe just more of what is the standard in the NFL. Is it really, is it really that out of the ordinary for a player to find out some way other than a, a meeting in the office saying, hi, Bobby, listen, we know we love you around here. Times are really hard. I'm sure, you know, we're going to have to let you go. I, I just don't know if that really, how, how often does that truly happen? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll take you guys, I'll defer to you guys. How often does that truly happen? Or I should say how, how, um, how, uh, uh, you know, how rare is it really for it to go down this way? Oh, I mean, if it's, you know, if it's Matt page, you, you don't even, you don't even send him a text message. You just take his badge <laughs> and, you know, the glitch will be fixed. The glitch will be fixed. Uh, but I mean, if you're, it's mother Teresa, I mean like Bobby Wagner's a staple. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be in the the ring of, you know, the, the ring of honor, ring of honor yeah. and like hall of fame and all this stuff. It's like, there, there's different rules for different people. If you're, if you're the Turk with the Turk is the person who fires people, you know, like, uh, you know, it, if it's the undrafted free agent, you know, you, you hand them a bus ticket back to wherever, you know, their home is, you know, if it's, uh, that first round pick, you know, you, you treat different but people. I, different well, I, like, the thing is though, is, is, is to, to, to cut you, you have to notify the agent. You have to notify the league. There's legal operations involved with it how hard is it to pick up the phone and say hey bobby so uh sorry to let you know but we're we're, we're letting you go but th- man but things get leaked is what i'm saying like i, I mean th- yeah. if something if something got leaked and it got out if bobby i mean players find out all the t- i mean it's not unheard of for players to find out that they got traded or cut or whatever on social media like because there, there's people whose job it is to find this information out to be the the, the better they are at their job the, the sooner they find out the better they are at their job so so, I mean, it's not unheard of for this to happen. Now, I can, I don't, I don't think that Bobby Wagner just never got a call. I mean, it probably, maybe he found out initially through, through the, the, in, the interwebs, but I'm sure Seattle called him in at some point and said, Hey, Bobby, here's what's going on. Yada, yada, yada. Now he might've been like, yeah, I heard, but <laughs> you, know yeah, I mean? you could like, be, you could be right. I mean, there's, you never yeah. know. There could be like somebody in the stock room who just happened to see a letter and like, Hmm, okay. Oh, I better text. Yeah. And, and you know, if I'm John Schneider and that situation <laughs> happens, I'd be calling Bobby directly and apologize. You shouldn't have found out that way. I'm, I'm and, they, and they may Sorry. have. Won't yeah. Know. And it may have happened that way. That is yeah. true. We don't know. We, we, we don't know. Put it like Here. this. If, if Bobby Wagner ends up in the Seahawks ring of honor, then you we know will. that there actually was no real bad blood. Yeah. Because, because I mean, you have to accept that honor. Oh, okay. You know? You know what I mean? So if he's up, if he ends up on the Ring of Honor, then you know that at some point or another, it was all good. Isn't that why Kenny Easley it took him a while to get in there? Yeah. yeah. Is that he why? Was, I'm not- I believe oh, so. Yeah, he's a little he sour, a but I don't Seahawks. blame him. Yeah. So, <clears throat> they just shipped him right off to the Cardinals or whoever it was. No, 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 no. It was it was some quack doctor 
back in the eighties uh, yeah. that the Seahawks had that, that prescribed him the wrong stuff and it destroyed his kidneys. And he harbored resentment with the Seahawks for decades. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, so it's like Tyrod Taylor and the chargers doctor. About that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Who, by <laughs> the way, his long, right? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. He just, he just got signed. Never mind. I was going to say, why don't we sign him? Yeah. He I'll signed with him. the giants, <laughs> you know, Moving on with the ninth pick in the draft, what position are we going for? Personally, I think we should go for best player available, but what are your guys' thoughts? Malik. Malik. No, thank you. Malik oh. pass. Oh, you're talking he about need- the Liberty quarterback? Yeah, he's talking about the Liberty quarterback. So the totally sure. uneducated in the talent third- that, that is five, you know, he's a, he's a tools guy. So in the third round, yeah, I'll take him. Third round, sure. Third round, I'd consider him. Maybe not the number nine pick, but I, I wouldn't. Hey, I think we have we have two picks back to back in the second round, and if he's there, then we might take it. I like that, and I wouldn't object too strongly then. Uh, but in reality, I think there's really only one pick. It, d- it depends on on what we do uh, between now and then. Obviously, assuming we don't find a quarterback between now and then, my recommendation would be to take uh, uh, Pickett. If Pickett, if Kenny Pickett is available at number nine, take him. He's the only quarterback, in my opinion, that's going to be NFL caliber out of the but draft. If, if is, we're truly rebuilding, why wouldn't we just wait, take the best player available and go with next year? Because there's more quarterbacks coming out next year that are because Pickett will qualified. be a star. You you put you put your life on that life? No, okay. <laughs> but my, I'll put I'll put ten bucks on it. I'll put twenty bucks on it. He okay. will be a star. So okay, with the caveat. That he winds up in a good situation because that always matters for NFL quarterback. I'll do a six pack of beer with you at that that place up in Lake Stevens. Okay, um, uh, but there are con- there we'll have to discuss the conditions. All right, uh, we'll, situation. we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> There's a quarterback out of um, I think Mississippi who's good too. Miss, uh, Miss- yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? God, what is name. his name? Corral. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Coral or Corral. I don't know how you Corral, pronounce Corral, it. Yeah, uh, his nickname is OK Corral. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> he's um, be an OK quarterback. <laughs> I think I think uh, the optimum strategy now that I've heard about the potential Baker Mayfield situation, I think we get Baker and then in the in the first round, you take best available, best available, anything. And Guys, in the second round, the, you take a you take at least one line offensive lineman with those two the, picks. The answer is always and forever. Every single draft. You take the best available player. You yeah. never draft for a position of need, ever. I don't know about I that. Disagree. All the time. I disagree. No, you're going to you wind up with then you're going to wind up with 47 wide receivers like the Detroit Lions fabulous. tried. Fabulous. To- <laughs> no, it's not fabulous. No, you take the biggest, meanest, ugliest offensive lineman who chews up and spits out. There's. There's like a million offensive tackles in this draft. Go find the biggest, ugliest, meanest one. Go get Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum. You want someone that you don't want to get in front of when we pull a, do a counter tray? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Abe? Exactly. Pancakes what? galore. Tyler Linderbaum. Who's that? Look him up. Center okay. from Iowa. You know this is a podcast. He's uh, a generational talent at why center. Why don't you just tell us what it is? I want him. I want him. I want him. Don't go telling our we, audience. We haven't had like a good center since Max Unger. That that is true. Well, yeah. okay. So who is he? Yeah, he's, just, he's an amazing center or who? out of the University of Iowa. Uh huh. And what he's, impressed what impressed you about him? Everything. His speed. His size. Thank you, folks. His this ability stunning, to run both run and pass block. By Matt Page. <laughs> he's um, gonna be. How, he's gonna be one of the best centers in the NFL in about three years i was gonna say what um wasn't iowa like one of the more excellent offensive lines as far as uh they they had very few missed protections for example that is correct which is which is typically the center's responsibility right yeah they were out the protection as a whole team they were outperforming the rest of the big 10 and were not expected to so i could see that where he might have been one of the key cogs um i'll take a center but we just drafted one matt did we? Yeah, we drafted the Rams backup center. Or no, you he mean went we to the signed. Chiefs. Signed. Or, 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 my apologies. Yeah, we signed. Austin Blythe, who is a depth pickup. 
Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's not a starter. He's better than Ethan Posick. He's be- oh, he's way better than Posick. There's no argument there. Anyone's better than I'm better than Posick. I watched Posick snap the ball and then step to the left and watch a ru- a uh, defensive lineman run past him at <laughs> Russell Wilson like two or three times this year. This last year. Hey, well, listen, then I blame like, you for I here's blame the ball, for- and now I'll step aside. Matt, I blame you for our inadequacies on on the offensive line. Then, if you're better than Posick and you're sitting back idly watching this this tragedy happen every Sunday, uh, I'm, I'm putting I'm making you responsible for this. Yeah, you should drive yeah. down to the stadium and go stand in the way. <laughs> hey, listen, in, in all of the the mock drafts that I've looked at, uh, that I've you know glanced at, uh, you know, very briefly, I don't see Seattle picking even the offensive line until like round four so obviously it, it seems uh obviously there's just mock drafts but you know I, I i i'm imagining that given these these the information at hand or information available um the players that might be you know primed to be drafted for our the positions that we need on the on, on the line are going to be gone by the time they get to us so well, I saw I saw one mock draft that had us taking uh, Brian Solak's uh, favorite offensive lineman uh, with our second round pick, Abraham or Lucas, Abraham Lucas out of uh, yeah Wazoo, yeah, I'd I'd he's very highly that. rated. So um, he's actually down in the twenties, I believe. Yeah, there are some there are some mock drafts where he goes first round, some he falls to early second round. Okay, did, so did, uh, here's the Brian other thing Solak I'd say is that, that like trading draft picks, I think is and trading down if you think that who you want is not like at that level, I think is something that the Seahawks really hopefully will do. Um, and my, my hope, uh, which I don't know how much to hope for, but is that they, they don't do the reaches like they have in the past. Uh, and if they really, really do need to draft by position that they do trade down instead of just, you know, spending a high, you know, a high first round or a high second round, um, you know, on those positions. So we could always do like uh, Al Davis used to do. Just pick the fastest guy in the draft. And we'll just do that. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> There's that wide out who set the new record this combine. Let's yeah, go get him. Like, he ran like a four, two, four, two, nine or something like that. Something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> go get him. I was going to say like, um, we need a number you know, four, you know, to, to quote, um, to quote Jerry Rice talking about Joe Montana from his rookie year, he's, you know, he used to come back to Joe and say, I was open, I was open, I was open. And Joe would look him straight dead in the eye and say, yeah, Jerry, you were open, but you weren't open when and where I needed you to be open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't care like, how fast. It sounds like GK Metcalf, to be honest. That's a big statement to say to the greatest player ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. so it, 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 well, that, and, and, and basically he, like he said that Joe um, and and Steve Young basically would never throw him the ball sometimes even when he was open because he wasn't open in the right spot for the West Coast offense that rookie year. They'd throw mm. they'd throw to someone else who was open, and they'd say, "No, you need to be open at like two and a half seconds here, not not like, five uh, seconds later." Well, no, know, no, like yards downfield. I, I don't need you open one and a half seconds into the play. I need you open two and a half seconds into the play here. Right. Yeah. No, so, that's anyway, been, that was my argument this last year about DK Metcalf. Is mm-hmm. you know I have friends who say who complain like <clears throat> Wilson didn't see Metcalf and he's obviously wide open. And Rich, I kind of think about like what you're saying. It's like, but was he where he needed to be? You know, on that particular play, he <laughs> fell because of his questionable route running abilities. Well, I was going to say yeah. that like that's why he fell in the draft to us. Anyway. The best player ever, Jerry Rice, also just to make a point. I mean, like, it's not like he was a slow man, right? But yeah, he was. He was not a fast was wide a receiver. Seven. He was a four seven receiver. Yeah. He was slow. Like, he, he did just, not have. Because you know, Cooper Cup is too slow to be a wide receiver in the NFL as well. True. Right. I mean, worst receiver ever, apparently. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, you bring up DK Metcalf. Here's a question that we didn't have on our sheet here, but I want to bring it up. If we are truly rebuilding DK's in the last year of his contract, do we trade DK or sign him long term, or do we trade Lockett? I want to start with Abraham on that one. Uh, keep Lockett, um, mm-hmm. unless DK does something that's in- interesting. I'm a little tired of his shenanigans. Okay. 
Yeah, he is. Okay, so yeah, this would be the last year of his contract coming up here for $4 million. Not bad. He's got Um, a lot of shitload of money for, I mean, do we sign him or do we trade him then? Trade him. Okay. I'm ready to move on. I was the one, I was the biggest advocate for us drafting him and I'm, yeah, I'm ready to move on. It's fine. Move on from DK Metcalf. Uh, Yeah, if you have to choose between Lockett and Metcalf, Lockett all day long. I feel, look, I, I, I love Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has only lost a step. Now, Tyler Lockett is, he, he knows exactly, you got to remember, Tyler Lockett's greatness that we have grown to love was predicated on the chemistry he had with one Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is not here anymore. So, um, DK, uh, excuse me, um, uh, Tyler Lockett, we all know that he's not the same dude he was when he was returning punts for us all the time and all that good stuff. Yo, I haven't seen Tyler Lockett outrun anybody with the ball in his hand in three years, in two years at least. So, so you know, I mean, he knows how to get open. He knows how to play play that game that Russell Wilson plays. And it's been beautiful. But now we have now we we are really going into a change in philosophy. Uh, we're gonna have a brand new quarterback. I, I see say that Tyler Lockett has I would say you move on from Lockett as much as it might hurt and as much as it might sting and as much as it might make the so-called Seahawk fan upset about Pete and Carol Pete, Pete Carroll and John Schneider and their in their in their in their front office moves. DK Metcalf has shown that he has the ability to be an unstoppable force. Now does he have some shenanigans? He has. Did he drop the ball prior to reaching the goal line yes he did does he but you know what he puts fear in the eyes of the defender across that goal line he does now now Jalen Ramsey handled him once or twice but 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 when you look at I mean he is imposing he's an imposing player when you look at him you're like shit how am I gonna guard this dude how am I gonna guard this guy yeah. And, 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 and I think you hold on that. He's young, he's fresh, he's strong. I would say you stick with DK Metcalf. Uh, and I would love to have them both. And I would always say for sure, both, both on the, on the roster at the same time on the field at the same time would be, would be, you know, the icing on the cake. But if I had to choose, I'm keeping DK. Okay. How about you, Rich? Uh, I'm, I'm going to totally disagree with Rob. You're wrong. Especially in a rebuilding year, you need a security blanket. Tyler Lockett is a security blanket. He is the modern-day version of Bobby Engram. He is a professional receiver. He runs precise, perfect routes. Yes, he had chemistry with Russell Wilson, but, I mean, you have a few practice sessions. You have a mini camp or three. You say, where do you want me on this route? It's not that complicated because he's disciplined enough to actually run his routes like he's supposed to. DK, if I have to choose, I'm... I, yeah, I'll move on from him because I, if we re-sign him, there is no way the Seahawks get value. We never, we, we are not even going to get a fair contract. We're going to get laid over the barrel and screwed because they know we're in a rebuilding year. They know that he's popular with the fans, and so we're going to have to pay through the nose to keep Metcalf. We're not going to get good trade value either, right? But. Um, I think Lockett is actually more valuable on the field next year with a presumably young or inexperienced quarterback in all likelihood um, and not a, not a really settled offense. The possession receiver is more valuable than the deep threat. Absolutely. So I say, I'd say that if you, uh, you, you, if you have the two, you will never, you will never put the only time Lockett loses the number one role to DK Metcalf is if he's like, can't walk. I'm sorry. I, I, that's the level of comparison DK. He needs, he needs still needs handholding about what ro- routes to run and so forth. Yes. He's an intimidating physical specimen and intimidates defenses and can do some amazing things, but he isn't all there in the head and Lockett is and Lockett is smart and he knows where to be. He can lose a step or two and it doesn't matter. He plays the possession game and I'm with rich. He's the, he's the guy you want. If you have a young, unsure quarterback and not used to the system, especially you send DK Metcalf away. And what do you have to put to, to take the top off of the defense? 
Well, weren't you just saying we just draft the fastest guy? In yeah, the we'll go. We'll go get that four point two guy or <laughs> the guy from Baylor. Know, He's um, a Baylor. So, you know, Rob, I'm saying that Rob, they they Rob. already know about DK. They know about this guy, Rob. They yeah. know about. So Lockett had 25 fewer catches last year than the year prior, but had way more yards and a six yard per catch average greater. I'm not certain what you're talking about when you say. He's not running away from people. A 16.1 yards per catch. That's what people did in the eighties back when you just threw long bombs every play. You know? because, I'll tell you why, because he's not running away from anybody. He, what he's doing is, is he is knowing Russell Wilson's tendencies and he's no, he, he's very good at finding the holes in the zone because you know that Russell is going to dance around the pocket. So he's going to go out there. He's going to run his initial route and then play Russell Wilson football. He's going to find that space, catch the ball, and then get as many yards as he can and then run out of bounds. Yes, and that's the guy you, oh, you want, don't want for that. your young yeah. quarterback. You don't want like, DK who doesn't oh, know how to do any of that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you. oh, that's not a guy you want, is it? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that, that what he does is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, okay. All he does what, is get what open about, and get What about catches. the concept of these two young – okay, listen, we're going into a rebuilding phase. So do you want, I mean, so how much value, what's the movie? Um, what's the movie? Uh, uh, somebody help me. The uh, Jamie Foxx. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. You got the old guy, right? You got the old guy and you got the new guy, right? You know, we're going into a rebuilding phase. Now, the old guy can, can certainly be a help. He's certainly going to be a, a, a value to the team. But the young dude, he can grow with, the, uh, with, the, with this young quarterback. He, they, they can grow together. They can become a magical pair. That could be a great marriage, whoever this young guy is going to end up being. They, they could grow together and become the Jerry Rice and Steve Young. They, 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 they potentially could do that. Tyler Lockett is on the downside of his career, not the upside. I think you, I think you have too high of an opinion year. of DK's abilities. I'm sorry. I, I think that Tyler Lockett is – I saw Abe made a face when I said that. I'm saying that. Tyler Lockett has reached his peak, I think. I'm looking at the stats. He had his career year last year. My point exactly. <laughs> Is he going to have a better year than that next year? He'll have a better year than Metcalf. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain. I'd bet that. money on that. At least for the next four years, sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, DK Metcalf is clearly always a number two. Are we, are we two. recording this? We are, we are recording this. this yes. yes, that's yeah. how podcasts work. Yes. DK is not a number one. Tyler Lockett <laughs> is a clear number one. He's the guy you can always count on. He will Excellent. be there. Excellent arguments on both sides. Um, last question or topic to discuss. De around the NFL, Devontae Adams just got traded to the Raiders mm -hmm. and he's signing a five-year $141 million contract. Oh. <laughs> What are your any anybody care to comment on that? I mean, that's what's little, the number on that? Five years, one hundred forty-one point two five million. Wow. Um, that's a terrible good, contract. Good lord, not for him, know. not for Devonte. Oh, no, not for no, him. That's pretty <laughs> awesome for Devonte. Good for him. I mean, that's that's like the that's like the A Rod contract. I mean, it's seriously, it's something that's never going to be paid out and never going to be worth what was paid. Especially when he has a knee at when week six. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't care, dude. Like the guy could go out and have Randy Moss in what was it, oh eight numbers, and it's still not worth the money. I don't know about that. No, I think like, it's worth the money. If if, if, that, if they get forty, if they have forty touchdowns, if they get forty touchdowns between them. Uh, that's worth the money. I think. Okay. I think Moss had 20 touchdowns that year, but anyway, um, my, my point is, is that that amount of money tied up in any one player. That's not a quarterback is a terrible investment. And even if it was a quarterback, I'd say that that was a terrible investment. You're just not going to ever going to be able to re recoup it. And then you'll be in salary cap hell. Yeah. But the Raiders want to win now. And to your point, yeah, Whoa. Moss, had, Moss yeah. had 20 touchdowns that year. But Brady threw forty, what forty-two touchdowns that season, yeah. and twenty of them were to were to, were to Randy Moss. So I mean, if if he put if those, I mean, now we're just talking talking crap. But if, if you if those kind of numbers come up, that money's certainly worth it for sure. 
I think they had to make this move because the arms race that is going on in the AFC West right now is insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, between the good cornerbacks, <laughs> between the good wide receivers, between the defenses, and they're getting stacked. I mean, the Chargers have rebuilt their defense. They've got Herbert. They've got they've got you've got the the Broncos adding adding Russell, and they've already got an, an amazing defense and the skill players around Russell. I mean, you know, Vegas had to make a had to make a trade and they had to pull this off. And it'll be interesting to see because um, it's a reunion between Hopkins and uh, Carr. They both went to uh, Fresno Adam, State together. Adam, yeah. apparently Adam, they're sorry, really okay. close. Like they, the, uh, um, his brother, David Carr, was saying like, like Devante is like family with with, his, with him and his. Yeah, family. it'll be it'll be interesting to get them back yeah. together. And there are other guys on that team, too. I mean, like, you're making the point about Moss only catching, like, maybe 20, and they threw, like, 40-something. Yeah, Hunter Renfro and and Darren Waller at tight end. I mean, you're going to be – there. that's a lot of – That's good. That's a yeah. lot, that's that's a a lot of tools there. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take 20 themselves between them, and, and now you've got you've – got, uh, Adams, yeah. Adams, man. I, that's That's – the AFC West is insane. And this was to be expected. <laughs> you still have the Chiefs, too. This was yeah. to be expected, oh, wow. though, isn't it? Because they were not in that division anymore. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that earlier on the show. I'm like, <laughs> That would be tough right now for us. Yeah, that's when you absolutely pull the plug and rebuild because you're not going to have a chance. We, was... we would be 2-14 and 14 again. Yeah. <laughs> this was to be, uh, no, 2-15 and 15 nowadays. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. one yeah, extra loss. Right. But these, okay, three and fourteen. Well, I'll give I'll give the extra game a win. All right, three, all right. Three and fourteen. So the, the, uh, this had to be expected when ninety percent of the salary for the Packers is going to Rodgers, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. his, his uh, he's gonna make, no money he's gonna make almost else. sixty million next year. They got nothing for anybody else left. Okay. Do we care? Do we care? I, yeah. I just want to say this. I just want to say this. The day before Tom Brady announced that he was coming back. Thrown, his final touchdown pass was auctioned off for $500,000, $500 dollars <laughs> and now it's worth nothing. <laughs> Oh, I, would well, be, I would be pissed. It's still worth five hundred thousand dollars to the person who bought who uh, who, who bought sold it. it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the person who sold it, right? They still got their money for it, right? But yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a worthless football now. You might as well go play, give it to your kids, and let them go play in the dirt with it. Yeah, Sorry, I have no pity. That guy, it's not like that guy threw the touchdown. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he doesn't deserve any money. But I'm saying, if you pay that much money for something, it, it's supposed to be rare. It's supposed to be something that will never be done again. And yeah. Brady just ruined that for him. I I would be pissed at Tom Brady if I was that guy. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like Bitcoin. The crash is coming. There right. we go. <laughs> All right, time for shout-outs, guys. Let's close it out. Great show. Um, let's start with Abraham. Who's your shout-out this week? Yeah, sure. Uh, my shout-out this my shout-out this week is to uh, my cousin's son, Daniel, who just got married a couple weeks ago. And uh, happy, happy long life and marriage to to Daniel and his lovely is, new brother. Is that out of a fortune cookie? Yes. <laughs> you live happy long life. Uh, I'm gonna go. Time. I'm gonna go next in my shout out. I got two shout outs. Uh, one to former Aqua Sox and Arkansas traveler Bobby Honeyman, who announced his retirement today. Oh, nice. yeah, nice guy. He, he gave us a great interview and just uh, he I, he understands. He, he saw the writing on the wall, but just wish him best of luck. And then happy birthday to my oldest Jay, who turned 23 yesterday. So I love you, kiddo. Uh, let's go with Rich next. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the Seattle Sounders who traveled down to Mexico and played Club Leon at 5,000 feet and came out with a one-to-one draw, which puts them into the next round of the CONCACAF Champions League. Nice. Second time, um, second time in Seattle Sounders history. Yep. Second time since uh, 2013. All right on. Very cool. How about you, Rob? <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out uh, to myself. Um, <laughs> That's a first. Okay. <laughs> Tell us why. I'm going to give a shout out to myself because uh, I have uh, got back into the gym. Uh, it's been, it's been a, uh, it's been a, it's been a long, 
uh, road for me of, of getting injured and then, you know, part of it being lazy and so on and so forth. And I've got back in the gym. I, I've been consistent for the last, uh, you know, better part of a week and I'm, I'm ready to keep it going. I'm going to get myself, you know, all, all, you know, sexy for summer again. So uh, I've, I've been going good. I'm going to keep it going. So I'm giving a shout out to myself just so I can keep my my confidence going and keep my energy up so I don't wake up tomorrow and just feel like, eh, I'll just skip today. And, you know, I, I need I, I'm, I'm just taking it all in and I just need all the, the 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 encouragement that I can get, even if I have to give it to myself. So 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 shout out to me. All right. Matthew Page, <laughs> close it out. <laughs> Uh, first of all, is Bobby Honeyman the one who had my all-time favorite uh, back of the uh, baseball card sang? I believe. Well, I think you're correct. Yeah. Uh, he, the yeah. back of his baseball card said, "If they asked him a question, if you weren't, if you're going to be weren't a baseball player, what would you be?" And his answer was, "I'd be married to Mila Kunis." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I liked that answer. I just wanted to call that out. Uh, no, I want to give a shout out to Seattle U baseball. Uh, we had the opportunity to go check out them out of their first home game uh the university of british columbia i believe it was they played they kicked butt and they won uh they started the season with a real rough patch uh out of conference games so they hopefully don't matter but this last weekend they took two or three from new mexico state which was conference games and this tomorrow they start uh the home stand against sacramento state and uh I'm, I'm rooting them on go 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 check them out at bannerwood park there in bellevue it's a fun little park um, and they're they're good good guys and good fun to watch. Absolutely. All right. Uh, great show, guys. I think I just thank you all for joining us this week. Um, please listen to our podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and was it Captivate? We're on now. Captivate FM. Is that correct, yep. Abe? And also follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook. I mean, we're we are likable. I think we're likable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, join us next week. Um, plan on having another great show next week. So everybody have a great week. Thank you. Go Hawks. <laughs>